Warning, this podcast contains explicit language, themes of a sexual nature, and spoilers about something you've probably not seen yet. You've been warned. Come in! Friday night beer club podcast. I'm gonna motor through these. I can see it already. <laughs> I should have just gone oh, clunk, and it would have been fine. But instead, I go. that bit. This is now reminding me when my daughter suddenly found this My Little Pony person called Fluff Puff. Which is like a fan made thing, oh, slightly right. lesbian y. But my daughter oh, doesn't realise. Fanny Fluff. Type in Fluff Puff on YouTube right now. Fluff Puff. Yeah, that definitely sounds. Uh... Like a fanny fart. <laughs> Fluff Puff. F L U F F P U F F. R45. That's Fluff Puff, that's all she does. What is it? <laughs> it's Fluffle Puff. Fluff Puff. Oh, I get that bit. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Friday Night Beer Club This is our leaf weapon 4 So as your host tonight, I'm your Martin Riggs Wyatt I'm joined by our Roger Murtar Chris I'm too old for this shit And last and always least is our Leo Getz, it's Ben Why do I have to be the short shit who moans about getting fucked in the drive through Cunt. So Simo couldn't be with us tonight. Unfortunately, he's chosen his real life wife to spend an evening with, then rather be with us. Pretty much heartbroken, really. Yeah, you know, even I decided to just put the PS4 into standby mode and sit with my friends for. Oh, you uh, can't compare well, his missus to a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comparing her to a PS4. I'm just saying in my life. So that's what it sounded like to me. I think uh, she needs to give you a slap. That's what I think needs to happen right now. Oh, I don't know. If my PS4 gave me a slap, I don't know if I'd be turned on or angry. Probably a little bit of both. Angrily turned on. But anyway, he couldn't be with us tonight, so uh, we're still thinking of you, Simo, and he'll be back on the podcast soon. This week, a uh, new X-Men Apocalypse trailer dropped, so we're going to watch that now. We've been holding off a couple of days until we're all together, just to uh, hold hands, cuddle up on the sofa, and uh, take in the mutant goodness. So, uh, here we go. <laughs> Sounds like milky goodness. Mm, milky, def- milky, lovely. Definitely worst X-Men ever, just like Milkman X-Man. <laughs> X-Men, the milk, X-Men, milk, what's your power? Milkman, I flick. Spray milk out of his I nipples. Spray them. <laughs> oh yeah, do you remember that video? Taste like creamy justice. No, is that, is that, that was a video, wasn't it? I'm not imagining that, is there? Where there's a video where someone just like fires milk out of these nipples at crime he fights crime milkman I'm sure it was on I YouTube might have seen did that, I dream yeah. this or maybe you dreamt it but like, it's ringing a bell now <laughs> I mean you might have dreamt that mm, milky milky right milky. anyway the trailer doesn't it ever wake you up in the middle of the night a feeling that someday May 27th wow that looks good that looks Bloody brilliant. That's a lot better than the last trailer. Yeah. The only concern I had thus far is, and I don't know whether it's because we're watching a trailer version where it's like pre, you know, they haven't finished it yet. Yeah. A lot of it 
looks quite the, the bit of the me at the moment a lot of green screen yeah but i'm sure they'll clean it up in time for it um we talked about it didn't we a couple of weeks ago and i actually am really looking forward to this now it, yeah. it, it's one of those holy shit this is x-men done good yeah each trailer has gotten better and better as it's gone on and mm. that just made me really excited yeah, i, I love the bit where xavier said you know he did the line about i'd if anyone comes yeah, to anyone school, comes to the for school looking yeah. for trouble and he said that was that in the first X-Men or second one it's, I think it's in yeah it might have been the second one I pity anyone that comes to school looking for trouble oh, I love that line that gave me goosebumps and it looks like Angel's going to get a better time yeah as in well, yeah, it, last he's, stand he's one of the four horsemen isn't he yeah. it's sort of how they yeah it's sort of how they rope it in like the comic book style um, the Angel's one of the original founding members of the X-Men and you've seen a lot of the founding members of the X-Men in this, you've got Jim yeah. Gray, so, mm. and they're playing about the timeline slightly, but I think that's quite a good thing. Jim Gray looks tired quite a lot in that trailer. She thinks she was probably out on the piss when they were filming most of that because <laughs> she's got massive bags under their eyes. She's <laughs> filmed, <laughs> filming Game of Thrones at night and then, <laughs> and then buggering off from, for some X Men. Although the amount of po- pictures she posted on Instagram, she was at all the awards ceremonies. Yeah, pissed out of her tits. And then, then you've got, got thingy from used to do IGN. What's her name playing Psylocke? Yes, mm, she used yeah. to do IGN News, didn't she? Mm. Um, she looks pretty awesome I again I'm, it's where I, I know too much about X-Men so I don't really want to put it out there and over geek it but if you're taking it as a film yeah that looks awesome take my money I'll go see that I think they're definitely setting it up for um, clearing out the old cast and spin-offs are, are plenty yeah. coming from this well I do yeah. think a certain A-list Hollywood actress might well be meeting her demise in this movie let's yeah, be honest well, she said she's not doing any more after this didn't she Jennifer Lawrence the, the thing is though is this now a new timeline? Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not days of future past has changed things. Yeah, so from that now, because usually with these sort of prequel stuff, the the, the tension's taken out of it because you know which characters are going to survive and who's going to go. Yeah, through. yeah. So no, no, this is a no brand peril. new timeline. It's like it's like with it's JJ like the Star, Trek Star Trek reboot. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot more now. I'm still not sure about Apocalypse himself. Whether he is, but is. Badass. If you've read the comics, Apocalypse is one of the main, main X-Men villains. He's been around since the early 90s. Again, from that, you know, when we talked about it before, mm. we said that kind of peak era where X-Men went out of this world massively popular. And he's probably the last great X-Men villain that hasn't made an appearance yet in the film. So yeah. to finally see him, again, he does still remind me of the villain of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. <laughs> Maybe a little. Who was the dude who was the dude who played that character was also Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. <laughs> so messed up. Well, I think he's he's the big bad in the X-Men universe that a well, lot of the time the you just think, how the hell are they going to beat him? Yeah. Because he's just so powerful. Yeah, Magneto's always been the big, what well, the main X-Men protagonist. But what's transpired now is that since he's kind of moved into the X family as such, that you've now got um, Apocalypse. His represents whenever he makes an appearance in the X-Men universe, shit's going down. Yeah, I think the thing I like about them using Apocalypse is that all the other X-Men movies. Apart from the kind of like the Civil War aspect of them fighting amongst themselves, they're always against the government. Yeah. That was it. Like the Mutant Registration Act and all that, trying to bring out the mutants and stuff. This is hopefully going to push all that government stuff to one side for once. And they're actually... It's going to be a fantastic four ending where they go, you know, if we want to beat this guy, we've got to do it together and teamwork. More than likely. Teamwork and all that. Um, but it's going then, to be one mother of a smackdown. Yeah. Mm. This feels like... I mean... Even though I really enjoyed uh, Days of Future Past, I always felt 
the big final battle, it didn't. It seemed like a massive anticlimax, mm. and it didn't feel like there was this huge payoff. You you feel like there's this big fight coming, and it, it never really seemed to properly materialise. I, I felt there was a bit of jumping the shark with that final act. It, it didn't really. I know it's it's getting nitpicky with this, but Magneto controlling the um, uh, Sentinels with metal girders, but I don't really understand how he was able to. He can manipulate metal, but you can't manipulate electronics and stuff like that. So no, I don't really understand I, how I, all I that think works. we might be going slightly too deep yeah, into this. Yeah, I'm just saying that's just nitpicking. But, but yeah, this feels like it's going to have a real decent payoff of, a, of an end battle. And I like the the costumes because that's another thing with a lot of superhero movies. The costumes have always got to be kind of credible, and there's got to be a purpose and a reason of showing you like uh, Spider-Man going through different phases of creating costumes and stuff like that. It looks like they've just gone bollocks to it There's no, we don't have to have a reason for why well, they all have good fancy costumes what they, just what going to make them more comic book like and stuff so what, what they what, I mean if we got Storm on screen right now here what, what that kind of is is a update a, a, just a slight con- making it slightly more contemporary because in the 80s she ran around in a white tank top and a leather waistcoat yeah with leather jeans and you know if we can say not that our, our listeners can see that's but you know they're just contemporising a lot of stuff and bringing it slightly more up to date although it's set in the 80s but mm. yeah but uh, I think that's probably because studios are now realising that they don't have to try and make everything credible to the audience because the comic book stuff works so yeah, it's, it, well, like, it's set in a bloody comic book world so why not give them comic book comic book yeah, at the same costumes. time at the same time oh, and he's not here and I'd probably be interrupting him if he was hi Simo <laughs> he could come into this movie and he can access it and it'll be you know he doesn't need to have any pre-knowledge of the X books this is all going to be laid out on a plate to him and it's explained to most general audiences so yeah. I've got faith in it yeah X-Men Apocalypse take all of my money it's yeah it's, it's, it now. it's gone up now on my radar so I'm looking forward to that it's his radar has gone up after watching that trailer <laughs> and it's only about six or seven weeks away so we've got to episode four and we've got some feedback from you guys out there listening to us. If you don't know how to get hold of us, you can find us on Facebook on our Friday Night Beer Club Facebook page. You can always find us on Twitter at Friday Night Beer. If you fancy seeing our little ugly mugs, you can find us on Instagram, <coughs> Friday Night Beer Club. I'll do a good filter. And as you're probably aware, the audio formats of our podcast are available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or on RSS feed. If you know what an RSS feed is... <laughs> Knock yourself out. Feed it into your Android podcast feed web it, link. Boy, feed that in. So please look us up, get involved, send us a message. It can be abuse, comments, advice, questions, whatever you want. Chuck it our way and we'll do our best to deal with it. And share us around like a dirty STI. Tramp. So on that topic, we do have some listener questions. First one up from Twitter is President Ham. Hi, Ham. Yeah, he sent quite a few questions in, didn't he? Ham has sent an abundance of questions. Not all of them probably suitable for airing on the podcast. I think he even asked what our favourite sandwich was. Yeah. Ham and cheese all the time. But the only kind of relative question we could find was... Well, he did complain that we hadn't answered any of his questions in the last pod. But one of his questions was our views on what we thought the new Ghostbusters film was going to be. So, Ham, screw you. We did answer a feckin' question, but because you whined like a little bitch, we're going to answer another one, all right? Plus, if you blow my car up in GTA 5 again, you're a cunt. (laughs) So, Ham's question was, who would win in a fight between Batman and Superman? 
Now, obviously, oh, we've done our, we've done plenty of talking about BVS. This is not going to be related to the movie as such or anything like that. It's just going to be our thoughts on how that fight would go. Well, it's obvious, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Go right. on. Okay. Go. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, if you put it on the on the grand screen thing, Superman will kick his ass because Superman's super powered and powered by the sun and all that. But Batman is the man with the master plan, and he's always knows a way to keep everyone in check. So he'll probably give him a good fight. But ultimately, at the end of the day, Superman will pummel his skull into the ground. I think the centre of the question is going to revolve around Batman's skills. End of the day, Superman could just destroy him. He could rip him to little fucking pieces and throw them off into far distant planets. It's all going to be about what Batman can acquire and Batman can use against him. Superman's weaknesses, obviously Kryptonite, but we all know the story of Kryptonite, so I'm going to skip over that. If somehow Batman could create the Red Sun, weaken Superman that way, he could probably beat him up. In the olden days, Superman did have another weakness, which was magic. But I don't think um, Batman's much of a conjurer. He's so, not really a Paul Daniels type, is he? No, he's not. And uh, So the only other way Batman could probably beat him is his wily skills and stuff and use some sort of technology to hurt the ones he loves. So put some nanobites into Mark Kent or Lois Lane that he could destroy them with a press of a button and just say, look, you step down, don't get involved anymore, or I destroy these people. One click, boom, Lois Lane, Red Mist, done. Something like that. Otherwise, Superman is going to kick the fucking bollocks out of Batman because he's a pussy-whipped little fucking orphan. <laughs> fucking. He's got more money than fucking sense, and he's just a whiny little cunt. And whilst we talk about Batman being a cunt, I'm sorry, he's the fucking... The Dark Knight of Gotham, the fucking saviour of a miserable fucking city that no one wants to fucking live in in their right mind. Property prices must be fucking rock bottom to live there. And I'm sorry, you call yourself a hero? Didn't see you stepping up when fucking your mum and dad got fucking shot in an alleyway. You didn't fucking jump in front of the bullet. You didn't do anything, did you? You just fucking sat there and cried like a bitch. He was a child. Fuck you. He oh, fucking. Oh, he was born a hero. Bollocks. Okay, all right. In fact, I really can't wait till this film to come out so you can still but get over it. Everyone's talking about this, right? As if a fist fight. A fight's a fight, okay? Cockfight. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a vicious cockfight. But look, Superman could fly, can fly. He could be a mile up, right? Mm. Mile up in the sky. He has fucking heat vision that could scorch that little twat off of the face of the planet. Like an ant in a magnifying There glass. is absolutely... There's nothing Batman could do to stop that. No. Absolutely nothing. All of these little fucking clever intelligence and all of that bullshit because heat vision obliterates. Well, that's... See, argument done. There is no fucking argument. There, there Everyone isn't. knows Superman could wipe Batman off the face of, this, face of the earth, but he wouldn't because he's a nice bloke. So we both listened to the soundtrack which came out on Friday... Yeah. What did you think? I quite liked it. Um, Although, saying that, there wasn't a single track on there that really sort of got the blood racing or my heart pumping sort of thing. There was a lot of um, nods to Man of Steel stuff in there, but it was all the slow-paced stuff, and there wasn't any real lifting 
sounding tracks all of the stuff that sort of had a big thumping soundtrack to sort of feel were all pretty dark techy and had lots of uh batman influence in i think yeah they definitely kept teasing the man of steel themes in there but never really kicked off into uh, a proper superman theme which um fair enough it's not the official man of steel sequel it is a 50 50 movie between the two of them but the overall impression I got from that soundtrack is very heavy, very dark, very serious. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of action in this movie, a lot of big fighting. Yeah. Because most of that soundtrack is heavy drums and bang, 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 bang. It's going to be a loud movie. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's going to be a lot more fighting than there. I mean, even though the trailers have been action heavy, hmm. the amount of, uh, yeah, almost like fight <laughs> themes in there, there's, there wasn't, there's going to be a lot. I think still the only running theme was the Man of Steel stuff because I didn't notice a theme like a, a consistent melody with any of the Batman stuff there didn't seem to be the Dark Knight kind of Hans Zimmer no. stuff that we're used to no I think the the stuff that you heard in the trailer mm-hmm. um, especially the second trailer yeah the, the Batman v Superman kind of sound I think that is more geared towards Batman although yeah. you know I think they were I don't know whether that was a good idea releasing the soundtrack already because there were certain bits in it where I was listening to it and I, it kind of gave me a feeling of how one of the main fights was going to go Yeah, yeah just then, through the music that's why I've, I've now shut down anything I see on Twitter I just I scroll past I don't click on any articles or anything because after a while you start piecing everything together yourself and I'd be more annoyed I think if I actually work something out and it was can't actually happen on the screen it's nothing worse than that out. nothing worse than that for example years ago when I uh, used to work at the cinema uh, it was when Sixth Sense was coming out oh no you didn't did you we got an email from the film company saying um, please don't don't give away the twist ending <laughs> so there was me and a, me and a mate sat there and went, oh, it's got a big twist ending what do you reckon the twist ending is and flippantly I just went bet he's a ghost and we sat there. We did a we did a like a test run through, a technical run through to make sure the film reel was all right. And we used to do that for the staff. They mm. used to come and watch it around midnight. Literally, the film starts. There's a scene really early on where he's talking to his wife, and me and my mate just looked at each other and went, "For fuck's sake!" And it was like so obvious this guy was a ghost. Nobody else had a clue until the big reveal at the I end. And yet, just through us flippantly saying it as soon as you look you're like well he's a ghost of course he's a ghost she never speaks to him and, da, 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 and it, it pissed me off so much see that's a can't six, stand six, it six cents was brilliant um Unbreakable was great unfortunately for, after that how Shalaman and like Shalaman um it, it kind of Shalaman he turned into a one trick pony that was always trying to go for that reveal at the end and um where everyone tries to look for the reveal or like the village the twist in that wasn't brilliant um didn't watch it I got bored of his films they well I'm unbreakable I really liked once you realize I think it was the second viewing for me or it, it actually might have been the reveal of actually realize because the reveal then made you look back at the movie and realize what an act- it was actually a comic book movie and just all these he's got his suit and he's got his um, vulnerability to water and stuff like that yeah um, so you're just piecing all those things and once with that and Sixth Sense that was kind of a round of applause well done mate because you've now made me think about the whole movie 
and on the second viewing, even though you know what the twist is, you're just paying attention to all the yeah. little oh, bits. Oh, look, oh, look, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Sixth Sense, it was the colour red and it was the frost when people were talking yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but coming forward now to a movie like The Force Awakens, the amount of pricks on the fucking internet that will comment on an Instagram post by Star Wars or someone else's comment, something like that, and they will just... Spoilers. If you've not seen Force Awakens, turn this off for 20 seconds and come back. Um, but putting Han Solo's dead. And now, I know uh, my friend Pete, he he had a pretty good idea. Chris knew it was coming. Some other people worked it out for themselves. That's fine. I didn't have a clue. And I didn't really concentrate on stuff like that too much. And so that had the desired effect for me when he died. But the pricks out, what makes you want to go on the internet and just go, fucking, this is, that's all I have in my life is movies, really. I, I, I fucking hate knowing anything about a film. I, uh, Cloverfield. You didn't know a lot about that. I know it wasn't a big favourite of yours, but no. getting into it, there was so much you didn't know about it. Yeah, it was, it was marketed really, really well. And... and the same with 10 Cloverfield Lane. You're going to go in, you're going to go into that not knowing fuck all about it, really. And hopefully he's going to surprise you. After listening to this podcast, I now desperately want to see that film. Whereas, whereas I wasn't that fussed about it before. Um, oh my God, that sounds good, that film. The fact that the actors didn't even know they were filming a Cloverfield like film until the trailers came out. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, I like that. But the, it's just this drip... It's not just a drip feed anymore of information. It used to be just pick up Empire Magazine or Total Film, just read a few previews of upcoming stuff. Now especially with BVS, the onslaught of fucking information. Here's an 11-minute clip. I don't want a fucking 11-minute clip. I just... The, the first fucking teaser trailer would have done... In fact, you could have just put up a fucking sign saying it's coming out on fucking April, March 25th. Batman's going to fight Superman, isn't it? Yeah, come, come watch our movie. I'll go and fucking watch it. You do not need to show me anything. I'll go and fucking watch it. But there's, there's so much promotion. You can buy fucking Batman, Superman watches. You go into Tesco's. All of their clothes are BVS. It's fucking everywhere as if they're panicking of get all the money we can first. You don't need to worry. It's going to make its fucking money. But I know Marvel do a lot of promoting, but there's nowhere near as much promotion for Civil War as there is for BVS. It's like a, they're panicking and just trying to get everyone... It's information overload. Them. It's crazy. And, yeah. We're in, a, we're in a different age now. It was great in the days where you could just read about something in Empire Magazine and get excited about it, but it it's not like that anymore. People consume their media in different ways and people need to be hyped to read into things. Expectation about certain things. I'm sure with Captain America 3, I'm sure with lots of big movies forthcoming, there's going to be about 20 million trailer spots. I think someone on YouTube managed to find... 12 minutes of Batman vs Superman yeah, no, yeah, exactly. yeah piecing all the stuff together and they've, they've done it chronologically haven't they mm. and you can oh, have that they... much that's been released out of there it's crazy I, I, I totally I totally get it and it is it is overload but I guess okay with Civil War did they need to show a sub, uh, Spider-Man yes do you think they did yes why it was strongly rumoured that it was going to be in it and then there was the big kerfuffle of them announcing it but I think people were really going, well, is he going to be in it and how much yeah, is he going to be involved? Surely that would be a more intriguing thing to pull more people in. It, it, but what have you seen of him? You've seen 10 seconds. No, but did you... Yeah, but then that, yeah. For us, it, right, for the average person to go, that's fucking Spider-Man. For us, we go, look at the suit, look at the eyes, look at all that. and just all the, Wouldn't you rather have that first 
Virgin Spider-Man experience in the cinema. If you're looking to market a movie, I know we like, well, well we knew Spider-Man was going to be in it all along, so why do we need to see Spider-Man? But, you know, the kids, man. The kids went no, hyper over it. still got their Iron Man and their Captain America, and kids love fucking Iron Man from what I understand. But not as much as they love Spider-Man. Right, ever since um, Terminator 2, the trailer went up for that. Brilliant, looked great. And then you get in the cinema, Terminator turns up, you're like, oh, he's going to kick their asses. And it's like, hold on a second, he's on their side. What, what, and your brain just like, oh. yeah, that, that was so well the done. The twist in that was brilliant. They didn't give anything away. They just had Arnie on screen for the trailer. You're going to go and watch it. But, brilliant. But, but roses until, and a shotgun. Yeah, but until the Guns YouTube generation, so for the last 10 years, trailers were a trailer that was shown at the cinema. I remember going to see Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade at the cinema. And I've got the teaser trailer for Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, oh which God. just was the uh, bat wing flying up into the air. Up on the moon. Da, 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 and it just a, one shot of Michael Keaton's Batman, like piloting controls, and it just went back down and just went, coming soon. And that was it. And then I just came out of the cinema and went, wow, I saw a new Batman trailer. That was brilliant. But I didn't then go home and watch it on Michael because it wasn't. It, back in my day when everything were but fields. But we didn't. Films are marketed in different ways. You know, mm. you know, you say about Empire, but 20 years ago, Empire could do that. And, you know, Empire could write about something that they saw six months ago and then mm. write about it just before it's coming to promote film. Films are promoted in different ways now. And the majority of youth, you know, consume their media, they consume their music through things like YouTube, through streaming services. And that's how you kind of hook them into getting them from rather than sitting at home and illegally streaming a fucking dodgy pirate rip of this film to make them walk into the cinema and part like 16 quid you know 13 14 15 16 quid which is a lot of money you know these days yeah, to, to go into a cinema to watch a film the only way they're going to get them to do it is by making these massive cock teases to go come to see this come in come in yeah i mean i i i do understand why they have to put out the information they do i think some studios put out a bit too much information warner definitely being one of them but Getting back to the earlier point, what I don't understand and what I hate, why do people have to go and find out as much information as they can and then go and share stuff Mm. that people don't really want to know and try and force that information down your throat? Spoilery cunts can fuck off. But it's a difference. I think it's the gratification. We we all fall into different fields here with this. It's like I accidentally spoiled the entire story of The Force Awakens to myself. And I guess one of the reasons when I went in... Yeah, but when you say accidentally... Well, I didn't. I was on making Star Wars on it, so I was reading like little crypts and news stories, but I didn't think I'd click on a link to reveal the entire fucking stories of the whole film. And once I was into reading it, I carried on. But well, that, but with, with some ways, there was a gratification from, from my perception is that it's always that need for knowledge and always wanting to know something that nobody else knows. Did I spoil that film with you, by the way? No, did I, no, you didn't, no, no, you didn't, I, I, you didn't I, I, spoil I it for us. It, it's the, pe- it's the people no, who come I, out did... and say stuff. Yeah. It's like, why are you saying it? Why but, would you say that? But it was almost, it was a, it was a strange thing for when I said about it, I said it on the last one, but we didn't, we didn't use it, where I said, I watched it and I came out and I guess I imagined in my head from knowing the story what I was going to see and then what I did saw was something completely different and it was only on the second viewing that I really went... I fucking love that, but mm. it was, on the first one, I was like really uptight, which you guys are about Mr. Superman. It's always like, guys, just fucking spoil the film for yourself, and then go in and then just go and watch it twice. And it's these, yeah. you go, oh. it's these cunty little keyboard warrior kids that didn't have enough love 
in their childhood probably get picked on a lot and think you know what I'm going to get back at people I'm going to ruin everything you fucking love so they jump on there with their fucking keyboards and just knock one out yeah <laughs> but like, did you see, there, there was um, wasn't there a video on YouTube of the guys in a car driving past the cinema queue for one of the Harry Potter movies fuck that fuck faced little Harry Potter um, screaming out the window Dumbledore dies yeah, and but, all the people just going in to see it. Now, they right. deserve to fucking be beaten shitless for that. I know it's just a movie, and to, the, major- the majority of people going in would have been book readers and probably would have known that he was going to die anyway. But, still, but yes, it's it's, it's, it's it's bollocks. Why fuck do that? Why why feel the need to spoil stuff for people? It's just shitty, and you deserve boils on the end of your little dicks, you pricks. Now it. Too harsh? No, no, fuck no, them. not at all. Fuck them. <laughs> Rip their dicks off. Their little fucking maggot dicks. Feed it to them with toothpicks. Remember the first time you made a girl squirt? I just ripped this tail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for this. Please explain this. I don't know if this is going to go out. <laughs> So I remember why I told you the first time I made a girl squirt and it just always makes me laugh. Come on, tell it. So in the, in the analogy of a two-bedroom house, uh, I'd been upstairs for a while and then decided, you know, I'll take a journey downstairs and see if I can, you know, renovate the, the lower apartments. See what I can get out of that. So whilst I'm downstairs just touching up... <laughs> Um, she seemed to be enjoying herself so I carried on and uh, the tongue of white was doing a good job <laughs> the tongue of white and then it was just a mix of shock and horror and I had no idea what had just happened was it that it moment where you went down like someone had just thrown a water balloon in my face <laughs> honestly you know when you jump in a swimming pool and the sound of the water hitting your ears yeah. it's that blah, blah, blah. It was like that. <laughs> it was just a full-on kind of gunge tank experience of just... <laughs> I've just been gunged. And I was just into that... Huh? And she just pissed on me. <laughs> but she she was making the sounds with... You don't make them sounds when you pee. And I was just like... Well, Unless you really enjoy a pee. It honestly I, I, felt I like I had to look up for the camera flash, put my arms in the air for the log flume ride. I'm just been on the tank and he can tide away. Are you ready to continue, Wyatt? Oh. I just need to dab my eyes with a hanky. If I'd have known that, I'd have fucking put armbands on, goggles, the fucking lock. You're going to be staring at the abyss face to face. Where did I put that nose peg? <laughs> yeah, you done that. Hey, but look. At least you made a Tanganyika tidal wave all over your boat race. Next time you went in, did you wear a swimming cap? (laughs) (laughs) It was like a tsunami of quim. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't... I didn't... (laughs) I didn't know whether to be proud or just throw the fuck out of my flat. <laughs> <laughs> hey you hear the mechanical mm. sh- of them close. They, it's, it's Stark Tech. Without a shadow of a doubt. But, um, 
yeah, they, I reckon they could. Maybe it's time for Hawkeye to bow out. If any, my money would be on him getting killed off because there's is not that, much he can do, is there? I think Who? Rhodes is going to go as well. Who? Hawkeye. No, if you've read... Spoiler alert. Yeah, but... If it, you've read the comics, I don't you know I'm, who dies at the end of this. Yeah, but... That's all I'm going to tell I'm, you. Yeah, yeah but, no, I know, but there's characters in the comic that die that aren't in this film. We know that they've recorded, or, or filmed, sorry, four or five endings to this movie because they still have not made their mind up which way they're going to go with it. And I guess it might be come down to contractual... I don't know. I, re- I reckon they know which way they're going to go. I think they've uh, filmed all the extra endings so that nobody can say this is the ending and give it away. Possibly. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's, possibly. that's what they know which way they're going. There's no indecision. They just filmed the different endings. The thing is, yeah, I suppose you're right. When when you think about it, the, the person who, if you've read the comics, dies at the end of this um, wouldn't make any sense for him to die. Oh, well, there you go. Him to die. Um, because well, no, Hank, it, Pim, you've Hank got, Pim dies in it and he's not. Well, you've also got Avengers... 3 and 3.5 coming as well yep. so it's probably not going to be your obvious one so maybe it maybe it is and it's not going to be Hank or Scott Lang because Scott Lang doesn't go because no, there's going to be Ant-Man 2 yeah there's going to be Ant-Man and Ant-Man the Wasp, and Wasp. hallelujah what oh, no, that's going to be brilliant or what if they do kill off Rogers and then Bucky takes over yeah because um, you, you've got so many options you could kill off Stark because she could die well, will, they have said with Stark that he or to, um, Tony. I will say this Robert best. Downey Jr. did say Tony Stark's going to be disappearing. Mm. So, yeah. but, but then he goes back. off to see Guardians of the Galaxy, doesn't he? But then is he going to come? Yeah, because there's a whole him going into space. Because since the which I thought about the other day, the whole he's putting the nuke into the um, wormhole in Avengers. Why was it him doing that? Because he can. Well, well Ford, hold on. Why, why, why couldn't Ford do that? Doesn't because surely <laughs> four, he could fly. He's got loads of strength. He can put go up through the hole. And if he goes up through the hole, and it closes, he can get back quite easily. And also, if the explosion, he's not going to be damaged by that. Why not? Why give all the fucking rock star stuff for Tony Stark? Put himself in danger when four could have done it quite easily. Yeah, I realised a little while ago. I said she could die. Uh, I meant Scarlett Johansson. The reason you know that what? I said she is because we're still watching stuff silently in the background and uh, you wouldn't have known that. I'd Sorry, like, listeners. I'd, I'd still like to bring this up, though, but I like Scarlett Johansson, particularly for the reason that she just... She's not your conventional Hollywood beauty, but she looks like the kind of girl that you see down the pub and you think, actually, I might have a slight out chance. What out fucking pubs are you going to? I don't see her down the pub. No, she is a Hollywood beauty. I don't yes. think she is. Oh, I think she is. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I just thought she looks like kind of nice girl in the pub that you might actually think maybe I might have a slight outside ninety nine point or zero point one percent chance. Chris, Kristen Wiig yeah, on the other hand, like Kristen Wiig, who looks the air down the pub, looks like Roddy Trotter in a wig. So. I know, and 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 I'd still fail at trying to pull her, wouldn't I? <laughs> oh, Kristen, that's because you just heart. woke up going, "I love you." I do recall you having massive issues with Spider Man's eyes in this trailer. I I did when I first saw it. Having rewatched it, I don't have the same issue. Just because you can obviously see it's Stark tech and stuff. Issue? I just didn't like when they I first moved. saw it. I didn't hear the mechanical whir, and I was just watching it on a small screen, and I was just sort of like, his eyes moved. This is a kid who has <clears> no <throat> money. How can he make a suit with eyes that move? Well, again, it's that but one. then you know it's, it's, it's Stark tech. <laughs> it's Stark. Stark's found him, taking him under his wing, yeah, and said, "Right, kid." 
going to suit you up. And that's going to be at the end, probably. The, the odd thing with this is, and you take it into the context that we know that the Spider-Man movie is being filmed at the moment, is that we we are led to believe that they're not doing the origin story because we've done it twice already. What, they, what they're doing story. is they're going straight into Peter Parker at high school, which I applaud because there are so many great tales of Peter Parker when he was at school and the whole premise of it. And I, Spider-Man now, Bendis and co and everyone else, and I'll get a lot of hate for this, have kind of just turned Spidey into something that I can't access anymore. Or it's not accessible to me. I find it really difficult to get into it. The legacy, there's so many stories, mm. and it's so intricately worked. It just gets annoys me. So for us to kind of put Spidey or Peter Parker back at school when Flash Thompson is picking on him and he really likes Gwen Stacy and you know that that, that kind of thing, I'm I'm really into. So to, but to take that out and then bring it to introduce him via Civil War is almost like a, oh, I don't really get how this is gonna work but so are we saying that Civil War takes place after the Spider-Man or how, how, but I guess you know no, no, will be it, it, go all they're saying is that these characters exist in this universe he's already had a mention in Ant-Man at the end they're yeah. saying we've got guys who can crawl up walls you mm. know and so it, it's just sort of opening it out to look yes there are other people about you know with powers you look at what uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are doing with the Inhuman stuff and it's just yeah. all opening it out there's yeah. more and more people with powers so that you know there is going to be anybody about it, isn't we, it going to be Black Panther doing the Spider-Man role in Civil War he's going to be the one why would he I'm, need I, to do I, the Spider-Man I'm role sure when, read, when uh, but I don't Spider-Man's know, in it but I, he's also bulletproof because you believe the, uh, the, the, the trailer the whole thing yeah. with Spider-Man was him revealing himself but this is obviously he's going to be in it for two seconds so there's not going to be the his Spidey-Man parts I'm wondering I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't know because whether or not they were going to try and bring him in slightly because the first Avengers story or the Unlimited Avengers story where it all takes it in Unlimited Avengers 2 is where they introduce Black Panther in the comic books and I always wondered whether they were going to try and port that over into the movie but I've got no idea how I, I, I read I they from, from, from the trailer he's from what it looks like is that Bucky assassinated somebody in his land hmm. and he's yeah, uh, he's trying to track, that, track yeah. down Bucky so I, I think they could still do the Spider-Man it might but have just been revealing his identity with, um, old what's his face his character in Age of Ultron what's his uh, Gollum Oh yeah, yeah. Andy Serkis' yeah. character um, is Claw, or yeah. the, the whole base of it. And Claw is one of Black Panther's villains, and it all yeah, because that was set in where uh, Black Panther. But we're, yeah, kind of, yeah. we're kind of over geeking out here, aren't we? <laughs> we, we are. But what we where's say, Simo to calm us down? This is where we need Simo and his massive wanger to slap it in our faces and say, "Stop talking about fucking comics." Um, but yeah, because with um, Spider-Man <laughs> revealing himself, um, woohoo! Spider-Man, with, well, hello. with this Marvel universe there's no secret identities really is there if they're all famous everyone knows who they are yeah so there's no one to really come out from behind the mask so aside from spider-man or black panther yeah now depending on where this story picks up if black panther's now a well-known hero but no one knows who he is that could have the effect unless they're just going to skip that bit and not have anyone reveal who they really are because surely Spider-Man when he turns up there that's going to be quite a way into the movie and that's going to be his first appearance I reckon mm, yeah. to the public so yeah. you know what? it won't have the same effect that if it was Tobey Maguire Spider-Man then he reveals yeah I'm yeah. Spider-Man um, but yeah I like the whole high school going back to high school thing um, 
they, they aren't they saying it's going to be based likely to be based on the Ultimate Spider-Man series where Aunt May knows he's Spider-Man and yeah. do you not think she always knew in the Maguire and Garfield movies as well it, because it, she it was as if she was speaking when she talked to Peter I about think Spider-Man. I think in the Maguire ones yeah possibly mm. but it, it was never openly she no. knew whereas I think in the that, Ultimate Spider-Man with Marissa Tomai going to be in this one I think she's going to openly know and actually sort of like talk to him about it and stuff yeah. Because um, Iron Man 3 covered the whole Tony Stark relating to a youngster kind of thing, so he's picked that up and maybe can relate to Peter Parker in some so, way. Um, hasn't uh, Robert Downey Jr. said this? He says uh, he calls this his little little Iron Man 4 movie, mm. so there must be a hell of a lot of Iron Man stuff in it as well. Although the, the, um, the, the Russo brothers have said that it's still a Captain America. This is Captain America's movie. This is his story. I, I think we might be being slightly lulled into a false sense of security either way I it's, think the trailer kind gonna, of projects not, big moments I'm not going to be fussed if it's even fit like 50-50 between the two of them mm. for the movie the bits I do like other other bits in the trailer is um, Iron Man catching the bullet from Bucky yeah but it's more the look on his face the, the shock horror of you just tried to shoot me in the fucking face and that coupled with the line um, I thought I was your friend you can just see a I like it. It's a new side to him. Yeah. It's not it's no arrogance or anything like that. It's a guy that's genuinely being hurt by someone that I thought was a good mate of his. Marvel are very slick and they've got this down to a fine art now. They know what they're doing. They know the progression of what they're doing. You, you know, everything they do where it comes down to the trailers, the presentation, the promo, the hype, it's all there and they're on a winner winner chicken dinner, aren't they? Yeah, I, I no, I love them for it. I you know, even though I love my DC stuff, I I love what Marvel are doing. And I'll sit there, I'll watch this trailer it excites me and I know it's going to be a brilliant film whereas I'm absolutely crapping it yeah. as far as Batman v Superman's concerned I have no idea whether it's going to be a good film or not whereas I, you can guarantee every Marvel film we've been to even the ones who are like nah, we're not really up for that we've come out and we've bloody loved them so our second question comes from Lee Scotts Scottsy100 on Twitter she's brought up the subject of the uh, Men in Black and Jump Street crossover movie that could be happening. I've got what I've got like two words for this. Fuck off. That's it. Now this all comes from the leaked Sony emails. I was completely oblivious to this. I couldn't believe did you, it. Did you hear you about the it. Sony leak? Yeah, I heard yeah. about the Sony leak, but I didn't hear about um, that. Adam Sandler didn't come off too well in the Sony leaks. No. He got basically it was an internal emails that went round between all the people involved in Sony Pictures, and people were ribbing Adam Sandler for his formulaic movies and boring stuff like that, so he didn't come off too well. But also, mm. the um, basically saying they're going to green light this movie crossover, they want it to happen, and Jonah Hill is on board, which probably doesn't say a lot, but the only difference being there's going to be no Will Smith, so no soundtrack, and no Tommy Lee Jones. So it's going to be Channing and Jonah... Um, up against some new agents. Wouldn't it be Josh? What's his face? Josh. He played him in Men in Black. 3. Oh no, um, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Is it Josh Brolin? Yeah, Josh Brolin. Yeah. But that was that was the sixties. No, but yeah, that was in the sixties. So yeah, well, they'll to- do some fucking weird. Spin, What's the point of doing Men in Black if it's not going to be Tommy Lee and Will Smith? Well, apparently through the emails, this has all come about because of the end credits. Some someone literally saw 
a good idea in the end credits of um, jump. Those ludicrous jump different. Yeah. Okay. Which was that? Which was one that of the was, highlights. It was of that funny. Movie. Yeah. yeah. It was brilliant, but they, I, I it'll work. It will make its money. It, if they did it, it would work. It would make his budget back, and that would be about it. And so it's, com- get about it's it. completely nuts, but yeah, of course it's it could gonna, work. It's going to go into the same realm as films like R.I.P.D. If you saw that, just the oh, it's going to be a big summer blockbuster, loads of CGI, and Independence Day they might surprise bullshit. us and have a great storyline behind it or a reason why these two worlds cross over. Um, it's good. I think to work, it's going to be have to heavily rely on the Jump Street side of things. Yeah, I think they got the humour really spot on in the second movie. And both of them, I thought. I, I I preferred the second one. I think just because they were riffing on themselves a lot. Yeah. About the budget being better and the better office for Ice Cube and stuff like that. Ice Cube's in a cube. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, but yeah. Like it's in a giant ice cube. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't really have an opinion on it until later on. If it if it's going to happen, see a trailer, get a, get a gist of what it's actually going to be about. Yeah, I'll watch it, but it's it's fucking nuts at best fair play to them just put your balls on a line and go for something completely left field or which put, you weren't expecting put your balls on the edge of a sink oh as you did um, has anyone tried that and sent a video since, to Chris since the last episode I'm not sure if we don't need photos or videos just a yes I did or Chris wanted videos oh Chris wants videos of that but yeah <laughs> so in answer Lee we, we don't really have a lot of opinion about it it's, it's still early days it looks like Sony wants it to happen but obviously, I think all the pieces have to fall into place first. And yeah, it's nuts, but I'd give it a watch. They could probably have a lot of comedy value in the uh, neuralizer flashy thing of maybe a scene where they suck each other off and then flashy thing themselves to forget about it. Maybe. To be fair, I'm not a bit like midget porn. It. Yeah, it's crazy, but I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> We've also had a load of would you rather questions from Ollie Matthews. Cheers, dude. We put those down on a post-it note and we're going to get through those soon and Mark Everard and not forgetting Mark Everard as well some of his questions have been good we're going to put those down get to those on another episode and as you probably realise Simo isn't here tonight so the question we've had from Missy Chrissy is that good that we want to save it for the four of us back together again to get through that question it's a great question dude so we're going to get onto that one soon dude dude (laughs) okay chaps would you rather Oh shit! Are you ready? As as I'll ever be. Get on with it. Would you rather eat a banana covered in diarrhea, mm-hmm. or eat a cum stuffed donut? Cum stuffed donut every time. Reasons why? Well, cums like sometimes can be a bit fruity, couldn't it? If you ate a load of fruit, so thereby, on the principle of that, rather than. But you don't know who the cum's from. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine if it's in a food stuff, it's been properly checked for health and safety standards. Otherwise, probably it wouldn't not. Be <laughs> this sort of action would probably take place back alley of just, hello, mate, would you, if I gave you a fiver, could you stick That's your knob in a... not for a fiver, come on. You wouldn't stick your knob in a donut for a fiver? No. How much would it take to, I've got a donut. <laughs> no, but okay. Up, so, up, a diarrhea-covered <laughs> banana or a cum-stuffed donut? Now and you the, don't the, know the source no, of the diarrhea. No, uh, yeah, or the no, cum. that's not nice. I want it to be at least AIDS-free. 
Can it be AIDS free? Let's say, can you get AIDS by eating cum? Yes. Can you? Yes. I'm not eating cum anymore. I've never eaten cum in my life. Right. There's no guarantees of the source of the cum or the source of the diarrhea. Okay. Well, it is just look, as if, it stands. If, if there's no, absolutely no protection from AIDS, then you've got to go with the diarrhea banana every time. If it was just a matter of flavour, then you've got to go for the cum donut because sweet and salt works. It's a, it's a good flavour combo. Salted caramel. Umami. Yeah, basically salted caramel in I, a donut. I, I would go with the cum stuffed donut. Only it, for flavour reasons. No, 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 no. no it's, I, what if it's AIDS cum? What I, it, not just AIDS, but the bad AIDS. I, what if I'm, it's the bad AIDS, Wyatt? I'm not factoring that in. It's purely my hatred for bananas. <laughs> not your hatred for cum. <laughs> I don't hate that. I don't think I hate cum. It's not like I'm anti-cum. It's just, I don't like bananas, and I'm pretty sure in my mouth I wouldn't like diarrhoea. So that's two strikes for both those items. Whereas you Whereas do like a donut. I like donuts. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big, avid cum eater. But it could be bad AIDS. Bad AIDS. But not the happy AIDS. I bad. Really, I really wouldn't enjoy a banana covered in poo. I don't think no. I, I don't think anyone would enjoy either of them. I think the point is that that cum would be slightly more desirable than a uh, banana covered in shite. Is it, thereby like the excrement and uh, uh, the logistics of it just even like bothers me by the fact. But yeah, I think you know, that, that are you more like, are you more right that you if you ate the cum stuffed donut and you enjoyed it that you might have to start questioning your choices in life. No, because you could always just knock one out and aim for your mouth. But but there's no donut at the end of that, is or unless no, you unless you reward yourself with a donut afterwards. <laughs> donut on the other hand, I've never thought of that. <laughs> just putting a donut to one side, just thinking, I could do, I could I could maybe just jizz in my mouth and then I'll just have a donut afterwards. It's just fine. Jizz in your mouth and I'll bite, and away you go. So okay, so out of the three of us, so final votes: Chris, banana or donut? Donut every time. Ben, you're you're struggling with this. I'm aren't you? really struggling you, because you, you've gone for the AIDS. Right. I have the fear of the diseases. It's like films like Outbreak and stuff like that. They scare me more than fucking horror so films. So what are your issues with the diarrhea-covered banana? It's shit. <laughs> but do you like bananas? I like a banana. So they're an even keel. No, well, no but it's, it's diarrhea. You could, you could rinse the, your mouth the, out. Yeah, I Can know. Can you catch anything from eating diarrhea? Probably. But at worst, you but just get ill for a while. More and, diarrhea. And not, not dead from the bad AIDS. So, it's either get, for you, if it it's was, either get AIDS or more diarrhoea yourself. Yeah. And, I'll, and you wouldn't have to shit on a banana, you just go to the toilet and get rid of it. Yeah. So, are you going, are you swinging towards a banana? I never swing towards bananas. I think I'd have to, just to rule out the fact of, I don't want the bad AIDS. Right. But, if it was clean cum, you know, sweet and salt, I can I can manage that. You sound quite enthusiastic about clean cum. I like like Reese's Pieces, you know. There's not cum in Reese's no, Pieces. No, but it's sweet and salty. Oh, I was going to have a heart attack. Maybe I thought, cum. I thought there I may be cum in Reese's Pieces. You're worrying me that you were like, it's not like Reese's Pieces that are stuffed full of jizz. I, I do like sweet and salt combi. But no, I'm, I'm going to have to go banana shit. Banana shit. I, I'm, I'm siding with Chris. Cum stuffed donut every time. Exactly. Feel the moist, feel the warmth. You could just pretend it's a cream filling. 
Exactly. It is a cream filling. <laughs> but cream pie. It takes cream pies on a whole new level. Just pretend it's a Twinkie. And on to the next one. Anyway, listeners, uh, how do you feel about this? What would you prefer? Cum donut or diarrhea banana? Please, Please let us know. Let us know. So, with the spoiler stuff, this isn't really spoiler stuff, but we've said about too much info coming through on trailers and things like that. <clears throat> one thing that did crop up to me was um, we've all seen The Return of Daredevil. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, we've all watched episode one, yep? Yeah? Yep. Now, I'm waiting for Sim to go, I haven't. <laughs> no, I have. yeah. Hopefully, people listen to this have either watched it or they're not interested in it, one of the two. If you've not, if you're interested in it and you've not seen it yet, then please skip forward by about 10 minutes because there will be a couple of spoilers. It won't be a long session on this, but just a quick little topic. By the time this podcast drops, I can guarantee you that anyone who's got that massive interest in Daredevil has already seen all of the episodes. Pretty but much, yeah. We've, like we said, with Spider-Man being shown, the reveal and stuff like that, I would have been quite happy not knowing Punisher was going to be in Daredevil because the way the first episode played you didn't know it was him mm. if they'd if they'd just kept that locked down when I've not seen episode 2 yet but obviously that's oh. going to get revealed of who he is and when that happens that would have been a, a shell shock kind of shit my pants jizz in my face arms all over the place and just scream in the front room of brilliant but I know it's him Yes, it's, I'm not saying by any that's taking anything away from how good that show is, but that for me it just would have been a better way to go. Is just don't show us a lecture, show us the hand. I'm fine with that. But Frank Castle, I would have been happier. Not but that I'm disappointed. Saying that, that's not the way they played it though. They let you know that it was going to be Punisher and this from the get go, and. It, that really hasn't bothered me. The fact that you knew that that was the Punisher, you knew that's Frank Castle, almost heightened my anticipation of seeing it. So the fact is that I've bought into it. To your casual goer, who have no idea who Frank Castle is, no idea about the Punisher, this is very sort of neat. Similar to go, I didn't even know who that bloke was. It's just interesting he's a new protagonist for Daredevil, mm. whereby I'm going, holy fucking shit, this is, this is Frank Castle, this is the Punisher, this is brilliant, this is how... I sort of have always perceived him to be as this he was done and I've only watched one episode by that, the one, way. that one episode yeah that's all I've seen and so, oh my god overall for that episode what do you think I thought it was brilliant yeah really sucked me in <clears throat> sucked me hard mm-hmm. actually and uh, yeah I jizzed over did his face did you watch the um, preview the, like the recap at the start yeah so I watched the recap and was like it's all coming back to me now but even though I remembered it you know the, the main bits that you needed to know um, I like the fact that Old characters showed up again. Yes. Um, you know, tease it. You know, some like even just the small sub characters. I like the fact that, that we're treating the fact that the whole point is well, you know, basically, you know, you took down a kingpin, so you fucked up. So every, you've just probably made things more, worse than they actually were before. Yeah. And I, and I don't know. Again, everyone's probably seen this, and by the time this comes out, we'll have seen it all, and we'll probably know what the situation is. But it's the fact that he's kind of got this now to got to realise and remember that probably what he's done by what his perception of justice is is to take down the evil and make sure they serve their time well, whereby think... actually now he's created a massive hole for himself and now Frank Castle has come in as the kind of the answer to this is actually do you know what rather than to wait for someone else to come and fill the kingpin shoes I'm just going to fucking kill everybody mm. because that's what I want to do yeah I think they you know there's a scene with him and Foggy at the start and that was kind of getting 
his philosophy, his way of thinking mm. over to the audience of just, look, if I let these guys go, this is what happens. But that didn't happen because I got involved and that guy didn't kill that woman yeah. with a knife. And that guy ended up broken and battered and in the hospital. I'm already beginning to feel that Foggy is going to take Ben Eric's place in it now to kind of pass things between. So he goes and meets the Hells Angels or whatever they're called. And, you know, there's kind of feelings into other stories and other areas. And I think he might be doing the one who's stitching around, investigating, looking for the things. And I think they, obviously with that first episode, although it was completely pointless for him to turn up at that biker bar because yeah. he learnt nothing. No, but once he walked away, he learned what we already knew, that some guy kicked everyone's ass, or an army kicked everyone's ass, and that was it, which he already knew going in there. Yeah. He'd mm. heard from the copper. But that was more highlighting that, okay, this is going to be my my pal Foggy, like Jimmy Olsen. This is going to be my guy that gets in there and gets all the info for me. He's going to be the guy that the audience relates to, and he's going to be the exposition yeah, I think I think it needs something like that though. It needs that sort of person coming at it just from he's completely vulnerable. He hasn't got fighting ability, you know. Everybody else seems to have, even Karen to some extent, she seems to have some sort of uh, inner strength or you know, darkness there that, where she's prepared to do stuff. Well, when um, that she was talking to the guy um, in the hospital, and that strong side of her came over and yeah. like, I've I've done shit, and obviously from the first episode of what happened to her she's been through enough and she's you know he was trying to palm her off going get well you can't look after me kind of thing and yeah. she's like, no, I thought that I, was an I, excellent I scene actually yeah. I really like that I think there's um, you you still both yes. not watch Jessica Jones no I need to watch um, it um, I don't think it's going to ruin anything if you don't watch it but I seriously think there will be crossovers in this season and no. there were crossovers in Jessica Jones um, overall yeah I enjoyed the episode um it was very, it was formulaic to start with, uh, as with all superhero sequels and episodes, it's him battling some thugs to yeah, start with. Yeah, it's reassociating just, with the character, yeah. although I thought the opening scene, I thought was done really well, and it really felt like oh. Batman to a certain extent, okay. where it's sort of like whipping them out of the shadows, and yeah. so yeah, there were two bits that I really liked about it. The first bit was um, when he appeared to, when the arms dealer was selling guns. And sort of yeah. like the guy stood there, a stick comes flying on, knocks someone out, and then just drops on the floor. And the guy just looks at it and goes, ah, oh, shit, sort yeah. of thing. I loved that. I thought that was so cool. And uh, and then the, the, the second bit, yeah, was was the last fight with uh, with Frank Castle. I was not expecting there to be a fight between them. And up until the point where I saw him trained with the sniper rifle on the guy, and I thought, he's coming to take you out. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that to happen in that episode. I didn't expect them to cross paths for about two or three episodes. And no, the fact that it happened no. then, I was like, yeah! It was a very... It was a cracking fight. Yeah. And bang, at the end, was just a very, very abrupt ending, hurt. wasn't it? But I'm so good. I'm speculating. I wonder whether he will now disappear for a little while. I don't know. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, started really well. Started as, as it left off. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited for what's going to happen. I think I'm going to watch it all this week. Well done, Marvel. And uh, if you've not watched it yet, get on it. And also, as with these guys, go and watch Jessica Jones. Breaking news live by satellite. We have Uncle Fats joining us via the power of PSN Network. Hello, Fats. Can you hear me? Say hello. Hi, I can hear you. 
Well, as it stands, I'm currently at the airport trying to do a wheelie for 10 seconds. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I mean, oh. we should probably we should probably let your listeners know that it is ten to twelve on a Saturday evening as well. You know, so this is the sort of level of kind of party animal uh, that, that I'm at at the moment. I mean, this is yeah. J- just in case you didn't hear that, it <coughs> is ten to twelve on a Saturday night, and our uh, middle-aged friend is trying to do a ten-second wheelie <laughs> on a video game. <laughs> do not say he doesn't have life goals. He's a parent. Do, do you know? Do you know Tokes what was better goals. about that? As if you didn't use that condescending tone when you spoke about what I was doing. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about, dear. <laughs> oh. oh well. Well, this is the first kind of tech link we've had. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Fats. Uh, hope oh, you're oh, is he, oh, oh, is he, he going now? Is he's he going. <laughs> So we've reached the end of the episode. It's time to finish the podcast. Go back to your normal lives, I'm afraid. But from me, Wyatt, Chris and Ben, it's goodbye. 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 Nailed it. You do realise we sound like a fucking pack of cunts singing that. Damn right we do. Good night. High fives. Friday Night Beer Club Podcast. Just hashtag it, Friday Night Beer Club. Hashtag you. Oh God, this has been like... Yeah. Suck my cunt. Um. I'm looking forward to episode two of Devil. Ah, uh, Devil. <laughs> good game, good game. Paul Daniels nice. is dead. So we've had some questions from some of our listeners now. We have listeners, people. Listeners, people. <laughs> we have people who can hear us. So we've had some questions from. Uh, <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> I'd like to point out other vaginas are available. Yeah, not to us. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ability, well, really. Is that Brent's a talent? Yeah. She what, can... having a vagina like a sarlacc pit that you can control? <laughs> I wouldn't want to put me fucking knob <laughs> in there. I've got more chance of a unicorn sucking me off. <laughs> <laughs> so how big do you think Jabba the Cock... Oh, hi Jabba there. The cock's Jabba the Jabba the Cock. <laughs> so we've got to episode four, and we've been... Uh, <laughs> Absolute wankers. We've been, we've been... cunts. <laughs> yeah. So we've got to episode four now, and we're finally getting a little bit of feedback off you, lucky buggers. Lucky buggers. Why are they lucky buggers? Why don't I just? Oh, you stick lucky, to what I was to... lucky buggers. Mm. Lucky, lucky bastards. So we've got to episode four, and we're getting some feedback from you, little bastards. <laughs> Stop it. Simo, come back. We miss you. We love you. I've got a tear of semen for Simo. you got a tear of masseu for Simo. No, he said a tear of semen for Simo. And you got a tear of masseu. Do you know what? Let's have a cake making contest for Simo. I'm going to go, right, I'm going to bake you a cake. What what cake are you going to bake, Simo? Come stuff donut. Come stuff donut. Tear of masseu.
Bus wanker, cucumber wanker. You cucumber wanker. Oi, mate, you and your cucumber, you cucumber wanker. Cucumber wanker. Stick it in my salad. <laughs> I believe you have a letter for me. Right, hold on. It's like Weevil and Bob. This is taking about. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Jesus Christ. So, and as you're probably aware, we're a fuck cunt. Oh, what's wrong with your mouth, you twat? Jim Robinson from Noses just popped on my telly. Um, yeah. Yeah, Craven. What a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Empty fucking dance floor. I just fucking drinking Craven, do you think I had an empty dance floor for the music I was playing or the fact that there was some weird ginger man hanging out on the corner of the dance floor scaring off all the ladies? Craven, we love you, man. I miss you, Craven. Not that much, but... I miss our naked cuddles. And, uh... Oh, I... shit, I wasn't meant to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. Matt, Matt Craven memory sessions. Like, <laughs> I remember when we were at a rave in, like, 1994, and... Do you remember the XR3i going driving down the motorway? We took that the lid off it. That, and wasn't, got that wasn't his off. car, was it? No. I didn't know...